1: Can I tell you something funny? I had, I had the most boring possible quarantine thought the other day. Um, and I'm, yes. almost, I'm almost proud of it in a way. Yeah. Uh, here's, here it is. Uh, I'm really enjoying putting ice in my water. <laughs> it's the most boring beverage. <laughs> it's the most boring addition to the beverage. But hey, look, here I am. I have look, it right here. Look at that. It's... It's the small things A delight to the senses <laughs> I, I'm I proud of, of
0: you Edwin I mean treat Here yourself, I am man. walking
1: A real daredevil Walking the tightrope hey, of yeah, life Yeah you earned <laughs> it man You earned Suffering it Suffering the slings and arrows Of outrageous beverages You know I mean It must be a real pain
0: Refilling the ice tray All the time though
1: Oh, oh my goodness <laughs> You don't know the half of it Okay <laughs> out of paper out of stock there's friendly faces around the block break loose from the chains that are causing you pain call michael and stanley jim Dwight creed call andy and kelly for your business paper needs or done the myth then the people versus paper people done the myth then the people versus paper people done the myth then the people
0: And welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and candle maker, Sean Roney.
1: And I'm Edwin Jaynes, Dundee Award winner.
0: And with us as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward.
1: Sometimes I will just
2: stand here and watch television for hours. I love it.
0: (laughs) I love this TV. I love this TV. (laughs) (laughs) Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office, and I am so excited to talk about an iconic episode today. Dinner party.
1: Somehow, some way we have missed doing this episode so far. So this is one of the signature episodes, if not the signature episode of the entire show, uh, with some of the most memorable lines, moments, biggest laugh, most awkward moments. Uh, I'm, I'm stoked to get into it. Let's do it. This is the big it,
2: tuna, the big one. It, <laughs>
1: That's true. It's, it's, it's such a 185 great. pounder. <laughs>
0: it's true man it's such a great episode and i don't know if we've missed it or we've been saving it till this point um, but, uh, I, I'm just so excited. Well, we haven't dinner missed pro-
2: it. I mean, you know, we've, no, no, we've mentioned it a lot. We, sometimes we do just episodes about episodes, you know?
0: And, and I think somebody emailed us recently. Oh shoot. I'm going to have to pull that up to give them a shout out. Somebody recently emailed us and was just like, can you please do dinner party? I, oh yeah. I just need yeah. it. Well, yeah. It's <laughs> time. Like
2: it's time, yeah. like, it's just time to do those. those. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We've had a few people yeah. ask us been like,
2: what so are, you, what are is, you guys doing? You're just like, <laughs> yeah. Well, you so know this what? Is,
1: now that we're all kind of stuck at home, it's the perfect time to talk about this episode where they're all stuck at Michael. Trapped. Head. Trapped. Or, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Dinner Party, uh, season four, episode 13. It aired on April 10th, 2008, written by episode Lee- Episode nine
2: of season four. Am I crazy? Uh, oh, no, the double episodes. That's right. I forgot. Epis- yeah, yeah, it is there, the technically four, the thirteenth episode. And they use the two numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But bad. that's a
0: good point. That's a good point. Maybe the ninth uh, episode. Season four is all messed up.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, and we will get into that for sure. Um, but uh it aired on April tenth, two thousand eight. Written by Lee Eisenberg and Gene Stupnitsky, and directed by the great Paul Feig. Paul Feig back in the saddle.
1: Yeah, I think one thing to kind of keep in mind uh, for this episode is there's a fantastic oral history of The Office that was published in Rolling Stone uh, two years ago as part of its 10th anniversary. And that same selection, um, you know, it's written by the same guy, Andy Green, or published, I suppose, or collected. Um, And Andy Green just released this, uh, you know, this book, The Office, The Untold Story of the Greatest Sitcom of the 2000s. Um, And I've been making my way through it, I think. you know, we'll probably talk about a little bit more on the show as we go along. But can you hold that up of...
2: for the? Can you hold that up for the the YouTube viewers? I
1: have it. <laughs> I have it with me, but I don't have the book jacket on it. Oh, okay. Ah, <laughs> nice. What I you like some, to take the jacket can, off? can look at that. Yeah. <laughs> it was humid biting. today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> take the jacket off. But anyway, it adds a ton of little depth and color and anecdotes and small details that help round out uh, what we know about this episode, what we know about the show. So I'll Maybe try to mention things that uh, yeah. kind of help with that as we go, but I pepper in some details. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Well, I think I think right off the bat, um,
0: I would love to address you know the, the coming about of this episode because w- what was really interesting during this time, um, you know, two thousand seven, two thousand eight, season four, is that uh, the writer strike happened, uh, the Writers Guild of America strike of two thousand seven, two thousand eight. It started in November fifth of 2007, and it lasted until February uh, 12th of 2008. Um, 12,000 uh, film and television screenwriters of, uh, of the Writers Guild of America unions uh, went on strike. And, um, you know, The Office in particular, Steve Carell being a WGA member, uh, as soon as the strike began, he was like, I'm not going to work. You know, we, we won't even shoot the scripts that we already have on, on hand, um, so uh, yeah, everyone on the office went dark for four months, and people were really itching to get back, um, back to work in February when when the strike was lifted. Greg Daniels was at work that day.
1: Another thing about the writer strike is it really contributed to the sort of truncated nature of this season. So you see a ton of double episodes, uh, like you mentioned before, Alex, or hour longs. You know, the show kind of playing with that format in part because uh, I think there's a quote from Jenna Fisher where she says. She thinks they lost like six or seven episodes, which is only to say I think mm. that they either got combined or you know brought back later in the series run. But uh, it made it had a huge right. impact on the show.
0: I mean, we didn't get a Christmas episode this season. We didn't, you know, a lot of those. I mean, there were there were certainly that kind of holiday chunk of uh, of episodes we missed out on. But uh, but boy, it, they they came back uh, with a fury.
1: <laughs> I think they really and, did. Another thing that just, I mean, this is part of this, but I think part of the reason that Dinner Party stands out so much from the rest of the series, or uh, in comparison to the rest of the series, maybe, is because the location is so unique, the context in which it was shot, um, in bringing all the writers and actors back uh, was very unique, and it's—it's it's, so it really stands out. Uh, all those things contributed to this great episode.
2: Yeah, the uh, it's, it's like coming back, it's like out of the frying pan into the fire with this thing, because... You have all this time off through the office, and then it's like the world is turned upside down and just shoved down your throat, and you can't escape this house with them, and it's so different from the show. We talked about this before recording. There's no B storylines, really. It's the plot. Zero. The plot just moves every single scene. There's incredible momentum throughout this entire episode. It never slows down. And it boils to like. I was I was I watched it several times, and each time I thought. A diff- at a different point, oh, this is the climax of the episode. It's like, there's so many times it, the tension just swells and then kind of simmers again and then swells again and it f- eventually blows over in a
1: few ways. But Are you talking about man. the Asabuco? It's a braze, Alex. It's a braise. <laughs> yeah, it's a braise. It. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, in Spain, sometimes they'll wait till midnight to eat. How could you say that, Edwin? You know, I have soft teeth, <laughs> but I, I, it just, I don't know. It,
2: the the episode is a masterpiece, uh, of, of comedy writing of the acting of just, and, and, and like, I've said this before on the show, everyone is having so much fun big time. while they're making this and you, it's palpable. You can tell it's it, I just, think, they're I, having a great time.
0: I think there's something to, you know, what the episode is, but something to also them just being so glad to be back at work. And, yeah. um, and, uh, there's some great improvised moments in the show, in, or in this episode. And uh, I think there was, you know, I read that there was kind of like a loose, more loose um, um, energy on set um, as they kind of slowly started to, to come back after this uh, four month hiatus. But, um, but let's get into uh, the episode, Dinner Party, cold open, right? We've got Michael Scott um, telling everybody like, sorry, we got to work late. And he goes straight to Jim and says, Jim, like, you know, what well, you got any plans tonight? And he's like, no, you told us not to. And then we get that great moment from Michael. This is Michael
2: Scott, <laughs> Scranton.
0: He's got to clarify. People where are my work. friends and I care <laughs> about them. It's so I love good. That.
2: He does a thing that's always bothers me in movies when people talk on the phone and you don't hear the other side. And they're just moving way too fast. You're like, that's <laughs> yeah. just not how phone calls go. It escalates so and fast. And it's like everyone in that office would know that he's not talking to anyone. <laughs> just He just immediately picks up the phone and just starts talking. It's like, yeah, he's oh, not yeah. talking to anybody. I, lo- I love that's...
0: that nobody oh. questions it because it's 5 o'clock on Friday. <laughs> <That's> just, <laughs> right, <that's, laughs> that was definitely fake, but I'm leaving.
1: That's one of the uh, all time great fake phone calls in the show. The other one that I love is in season six where Michael says, well, you just tell the mayor he lost six votes. All right. I love you too. (laughs)
0: Yeah. There's there's a tiny, buddy.
2: (laughs) There's a tiny, tiny moment in this cold open when Michael almost like he's, he's like double checking, making sure that Jim is free tonight. And he asks him again, he follows up and he's like, you know, did you, do you have anything going on tonight? And he's just, He's making sure before he pulls the trigger on his on his master plan here. And there's just a look on Steve Krull's face when Jim's like, nope, you told us not to. And he kind of turns away from Jim with like clearly so excited, but acting like he's just like, ah, it's finally time to execute this plan. I can't wait.
0: I So I was reading on uh, the Dunderpedia page in the trivia section. This episode had been foreshadowed for several episodes. The writers insi- inserted a reference into nearly every episode, um, but most of them ended up getting cut for for this kind of idea that Michael is always asking them to dinner. In Launch Party, Michael had invited Jim and Pam to dinner, but Jim says they can't, uh, and both of them feign disappointment and money. Jim and Pam accept Michael's earlier offer to have them come over for dinner, uh, you know, knowing that, he won't be able to. That part is in the in that episode of Money when they're like, "Come on, you know, we can get together, and play Billy Joel <laughs> guitar." Yeah, Billy Joel guitar. rock band and yeah. play with our baby. Yeah, we can get right. catering
1: from Hooters. Yeah, <laughs> that's right.
0: right. So, anyways, they, I think I think that this was supposed to be a little bit more like of an ongoing joke, and some of the scenes got deleted. Sure.
2: But we find out that he's not nine times. Nine times he's uh, asked Jim and Pam to dinner. Seems like a low number over the years, uh, but I guess they haven't been a couple that long, so maybe that's not. true. That's true.
0: It's that, we're only like halfway through season Considering
2: four. that they've only been dating, that's actually a lot of
1: a lot of times yep. to ask a new couple to dinner. I love the way that he corners Jim without giving him that split second that Jim needs to come up with an excuse. You said you, you didn't, didn't have plans. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's
0: one of these great times too where it's like, Michael, he doesn't want to have dinner with you. Like, why yeah. are you Like why do you, you like you know you're tricking him into doing it? It's so funny. Jim,
2: Jim is Jim's like just the Steph Curry of coming up with excuses. And you can't give him any space or he's gonna find room to shoot and get an excuse <laughs> oh, off. Sure. And so Michael is right in his face and he's just like, You said you didn't have plants. And yeah. Jim knows immediately. He's just like I'm starting to suspect there was no call. It's like, you already knew that. You totally knew that. <laughs> it's
0: so good. It is, you know what, it is Michael being so eager to get them to come over too, though. makes um, On the one hand, you're like, man, why does he want to be friends with these people who don't want to be friends with him? But on the other hand, we learn maybe why Michael doesn't want to have dinner alone with jan anymore <laughs> well we also learned why
2: you would reject michael's offer nine times oh well that goes learn well. like i'm we not that. going to dinner at michael's house but like i had have uh i guess michael have michael and jan been living together as long as jim and pam have been dating so
1: yeah i mean we, ostensibly right we, at the beginning of the series right. it opens with jan asleep in michael's in their shared bedroom and you know, Michael says, uh, oh,
2: that's right. Yeah, this,
1: right. Is what, yeah. <laughs>
2: this is what I wake up to. Jan made
1: me breakfast this morning while she bought the milk. Right. right. That's right.
2: Um, one, of, one of many glamorous shots of Jan that we get over the <laughs> series.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, so after after that, after um, uh, Jim and Pam are clearly tricked into going to uh, Michael and Jan's house for dinner um we get them showing andy
2: and andy and angela are andy, not tricked
0: They and dwight is not invited which harsh. is you know that 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 one hurts um That's harsh but he overcomes so anyways we we get to um jim and pam come and arrive at uh at michael and jans uh they get a uh and we go pretty much straight into the tour i do love that moment where um You know, Pam brings over the bottle of wine and Jan is like, oh, this will be great to cook with, Um, which is just the beginning of Jan versus Pam.
1: (laughs) And there's there's a whole sort of dynamic within this entire episode, which is that you don't really know what's coming from Jan, where she's very pleasant on the surface. But there's a real intensity that's behind all of her emotions and expressions. And um, I think you get it at every step of the way. And it's easy to forget that she used to be their boss. Yeah. And they all have that sort of complication thing with her. And um, I just think it plays out so many times over the course of the episode. And,
2: and her smile is just like stapled into the corners of her Ugh. mouth because she's just l- grinning through it all. And like, like you said, that moment with the wine, that's, that's exactly that time before she says that wine comment. That's exactly how long it's a normal dinner party. Which is when they walk in, the small talk they have. Oh, so glad we're finally able to do this. Oh, can you get their coats, babe? Sure, babe. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's normal for about eight to nine seconds. And then she hands her the wine and she gets this backhand comment to Pam That's already. When you know. <laughs> and things are just like, this isn't going We're off to well. the races. Yeah, here I, we go. I,
0: I'm going to say it now because I'm going to keep bringing it up. But Melora okay. Hardin is the MVP of this episode. Um oh. uh J- the, the actress yeah. who plays Jan Levinson. I I mean this episode is about Jan and she like just I mean she really kills it and she really drives she drives the cringe comedy. She um has so much subtext in nearly everything she says and does and you can read it on her face and it's it's clear as day and, uh, and she has some great improvised moments as well but i just wanted to get that out of the way no hard it's it's going it to come out of the up the park. time and again it's going to come up a lot
1: in 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 that sort of oral history i think it's um, either either or schmidtki talks about how it's a, who, who's afraid of virginia wolf kind oh. of concept that they've had sort of brewing for kind that of That is while. exactly
0: what this episode And then
1: is. Greg Daniels, I think, says that he compares her to kind of a Greek tragic character who's, who's this very smart and capable person, but it's undermined by this one tragic flaw, which is that she is with Michael. <laughs> and, he, and he sort of leads to her downfall, and she collapses in on herself like a dying star. Right.
2: And she's this person who used to have a lot of power over everyone in that condo and is now at the lowest rung and is feeling the worst about herself that she's ever felt and that that part of her makes her extremely tragic of just man she's still wearing the clothes smiling the smile she's acting the role of who she once was and she knows she's not that anymore and she's just she's just stuffed with resentment for michael yeah. in so many ways <laughs> and the subtlety with which how steve carell and laura hardin when they're not talking, when one of them is talking, if you just watch the other person, yeah. that's where the gold in this episode is. It's just the little exasperated looks of and, just, please, I hate this person.
0: And like the, the character development that must have gone into their relationship, like just everything that they say together, say to each other, like you know the history, you know they've had these arguments before a hundred times, you know, um, about. <laughs> Uh, even
2: the way she says, can you get their coats, babe? Makes me feel like she made Michael practice that before. She's like, remember you get their coats. And then he (laughs) forgets in the moment and she's like, can can you get their coats, babe? Like even that was just felt
1: like, ah, this is good. good. At at the beginning of the tour, the deleted scenes for this episode are fantastic. They're They're all really funny. And they add so much, (laughs) Um, but as they go up the stairs, they ask about how Jan's liking living in Scranton. She says, Well, it's not the Upper West Side. And mm. Michael says something to the effect of, Well, she's not giving it enough of a chance. She hasn't been to the Anthracite Museum and she hasn't had a hot dog for that new hot dog place. <laughs> the new, the the new, new hot, hot dog, dog place.
0: place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That's great. Well, uh, immediately we kind of move into the tour, right? We start yes. in the living room. We've got the $200 plasma screen TV. I love this TV. How, how different would the episode have been if they'd actually
2: started with the appetizers? Because we never saw all the mm. appetizers. What if they'd all had a little food in their belly before all this? Maybe.
1: Well,
0: maybe it would have calmed the hanger a little bit. That's another
1: it's another moment from the deleted scene where Michael touches all the appetizers, but anyway.
0: <laughs> oh nice. <laughs> um I just I mean this tour is really incredible because there's a couple of things going on. We've we've um you know, we've seen Michael's condo before, but they've the, the amount of jam that's been decorated in is is really extraordinary and really tells a fascinating story, right? You've got... She's, she's taken
1: this home and made it a house. <laughs> taken this home and made it a house. It's like a museum where you're afraid to touch anything, which is a really strange way to feel about the place that you live. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: She's got an Andy Warhol print of herself. That is... and they. But Don't even draw
2: attention to it, really.
1: No. It's insane. You know what? I've I mentioned this so many times already. In the deleted scenes, Michael calls that a painting of Jan wearing a bunch of different masks. Yeah. And calls it Mask Wall.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's hysterical.
2: That's,
0: that's, um, that's an Andy it, Dwyer uh, naming right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've also just got, like, all the candelabras and candles everywhere, which, of course, is Serenity by Jan. Um, so she's entirely narcissistic, right? She's kind of decorated the place to be all about her. She stuffed Michael's Dundees. <laughs> I love the way that she says it she was says the Dun- neon Dun- beer Dun- sign or the Dundees. <laughs> uh,
2: that neon beer sign is the, is the gun in the first act of this episode. It's like, wait, mm-hmm. uh, excuse me? Same neon beer sign. <laughs> I hope I see that later.
1: Uh, I hope I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: We also see in the tour, they go to the bedroom and we see kind of this first peek at, you know, Jim and Pam having to bear witness to a lot of the really strange dynamics between Michael and Jan. The video camera is still set up. The George mm-hmm. Foreman grill is in the corner. And then, of course, we have Michael's, uh, Michael's little bench. Yeah. And just keep seeing his he can... been It's perfect.
2: He's been pushed into the corners of his own house, mm-hmm. and w- what a great writing structure move, though, to, to have that. Just, t- I mean, starting with the tour is a natural place for the house party, but it really does just absolutely establish every small facet of Michael and Jan's relationship from the camera, from the like, from what must be the the only thing holding up their relationship is sex at this point, right? I mean, right. that's what got them together, <laughs> and oh. that is what is going to break them apart. So it's like they're still doing that stuff but but jan has spacious space space issues (laughs) so michael's sleeping
0: on a footrest it's crazy and we've already learned previously that they have to watch the tapes back and correct his form and stuff like that
2: it's crazy stuff and she's got an off michael michael buying a three bedroom condo good for him yeah uh she's got an office and a workspace and we see we watch we watch both Jim and Pam hit, have the smell hit them and essentially gag, uh, and and that that scene there too is again just like showing Jan's collapsing like a dying star. She's putting everything into this candle <laughs> business and wants ten thousand dollars for a stake in the business. Yeah, and there's something too about and it disgusts Michael. The whole thing just disgusts him. And there's something Can we talk to- about
1: how Andy is immediately in. <laughs> And they yeah. never circle back to it. Thought about it.
0: I'm in. <laughs> there's something, too, about her workspace that she's like, you know, whenever I'm feeling stressed or anything, I just come in here and I calm down. And it's like there's no- smell all my candles. There's nothing calm about that room. It's like metal shelving, just stuffed with candles. And like, yeah, it's just in Michael B. James Bond, bonfire. James-
2: somehow in the cloud of that smell. And we, like you've been we've been in shops or where they have tons of candles all together and you just you can't they all smell the same. Jim is actually able to smell it and go, that's fire. <laughs> or like <laughs> and that, that, that's what gives us that. Yeah. Glow, that one. Yeah. I am born fire. James born fire. <gasps> this is like Michael be, feeling allowed to be silly at home for the first time. He's just mm-hmm. so excited. There's people that aren't Jan in the house. Mm. And, well, uh, and
1: when yeah. Andy and Angela show up uh, they add a little bit to it just by crowding what is a very small space that living room is very small for them and it, it also gives Michael someone to kind of perform for who isn't uh, Jan because during the, the game of I guess it's charades or celebrity they um, Jan tries to call Michael down yeah, just, oh, uh, seems... yeah. <laughs> just like, simmer down
0: yeah
2: and without really using a lot of words, just she's it's just so she's good. just pure emotion in that both
0: moment. of it's their great. both of their like behavior is so extreme, no matter what it is they're doing, right? Even even my, Jan trying my, to be my like turn,
2: <laughs> yes. my, my, my turn. <laughs>
0: yes. Even Jan trying to calm him down is like you are clearly not calm. <laughs> yeah. Um that does lead to a couple of um Fantastic improvised moments in this episode, uh, which is um, like, uh, well, uh, well, okay. I guess I jumped a little bit, but Jan at one point turns on some music. Right? Did and- I
2: stutter? <laughs> <laughs> It's been
1: way too oh, long. It always gets mm. me.
0: <laughs> yeah, it felt good for me too. <laughs> <laughs> What were the um, improvises, Sean? Yeah, um, there's a couple of great improvised scenes that kind of happen in it, it, when they're hanging out in the living room all together. Jan turns on the uh, album by Hunter or The Hunted, um, <laughs> That's right. and and as she's like dancing to it, she grabs Jim's hand and is dancing. Like she just uh, that that's just a Melora Hardin uh, to pull off a little spin while he's so sitting funny. there. So funny, Amazing. and then and then of course later when. Um, Michael and Jan are arguing, and and she's like, "Well, I guess I'm the devil." Ha 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 ha! And she puts her like uh, finger horns up, like that was just a totally improvised moment. And Michael's like, "She is, she's the devil." And this, and like she's framed so perfectly in front of the fireplace, it's <laughs> it is <laughs> it's amazing to me that they didn't plan it. <laughs> it's just crackling. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, and of course, I but but I I kind of skipped over charades. Um, Michael Scott not understanding the rules of charades, <laughs> which she has an issue with. Jan has an issue that he doesn't get the rules. No names, no Absolutely.
2: rhyming. <laughs> like,
0: okay, you're getting my head.
2: <laughs> and, and Jim not being cool at all. Jim being kind of mean to Michael. Like, yeah. just play the game, dude. Like, Katie Holmes, you're. <laughs> ah, you're she's married like, to no, him. Ah,
1: ah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I think I think Jim playing that. Uh, does anyone read the paper? I think yeah. Jim messing with Michael a little bit. It reminds me a lot of uh, in Cafe Disco when Angela is cleaning and they try. Michael tries to stop her, and she says, "Am I not allowed to have any fun?" I feel <laughs> like that's Jim's natural reaction to right. just kind of mess with Michael just a little bit. Yeah, he's like,
0: sure. Well, I, I, I. Yeah.
2: If I'm being forced to sit through all this, then mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a little fun. But it, the way he does it is is great though. <laughs> oh, Dawson's Creek. And then he guesses Tom Cruise while he's trying to do Arnold Schwarzenegger. And it drives Michael. The sound he makes when he guesses Tom Cruise is the most <laughs> exasperated anyone gets on this episode. <laughs> oh my God.
0: It's amazing. Oh my gosh. Uh well Jim eventually makes it out uh off to the bathroom and uh decides, okay, like um we're out of here and uh fakes a text from his landlord that his apartment is flooded.
2: He's in that bathroom leaning on the sink like he's taking a break during a marathon. He's just like so exhausted already.
0: (laughs) What's going on? He comes out and says, like, I mean, he's even got a smile on his face as he's doing it. But he comes out and is like, like, oh, guys, worst news. I just got a text from my landlord like my apartment's flooded, Pam. And Pam's just, like, her eyes widen, and it's just like, oh, my God. Like, it's Did over. It. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> and uh, and then Michael just so fast to be like, only one of you needs to do that. And Snips it out. And Jim's just like, you're right, you're Pam. Right. See you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just incredible
2: because... <sighs> You, it's the look you, that she gives Jim of just like, no, like you're not, you cannot do this to me. But
0: this is, but this is another f- fantastic moment because it's like at that, it like, it's just kind of like one-upped, one-upped, one up, And like Jim's like, all right, fine, I'm, I'll take it. I have to go. I will leave Pam behind. And then Pam uses her, like, understanding of Michael's logic. Yes. Like, like so quick to say... Jim, you can always buy new stuff, but you can't buy a new party. And Michael's just like, that's true. That's true. And just walks over and starts taking his coat off. It's <laughs> We didn't talk about it in the brilliant. Michael and Pam episode last week, but that, that is an incredible
2: moment in which mm-hmm. Pam weaponizes her relationship with Michael against Jim,
0: which is Absolutely. a crazy
2: thing we've never it's seen. Brilliant. Really it's brilliant. It's a
0: brilliant card to pull. And she, and she says it with confidence and loud enough to be like, like yeah. no, you're not. You know,
1: in the booze cruise episode, Jim has that aside where he says, "You know what? I would save the receptionist," but he doesn't. He tries to save himself. That's <laughs> <so> true.
2: <laughs> uh, oh gosh. Uh, yeah, and uh, throughout this whole time, like Andy and Angela, they don't they don't add a ton to like a lot of the scenes. I mean, they're definitely have some lines here and there, but like, I think you're right. I think physically they crowd the room out. They're also kind of rounding out the main cast in, in one room together. And they eventually, of course, even get Dwight in there because how can you have this
1: episode without Dwight, they, right? Angela and Andy really do contribute in very small ways. Andy, because he is so excited to be there and is such a willing participant in the games, in the investment opportunity. <laughs> uh, Angela, too, her presence there rounds out when they go to the kitchen and Jan makes that sort of comment about Pam and Pam tries to deflect... And says that she's never had any sort of interest in Michael. And right. then Angela is there to reinforce it by saying, I've seen the way you look at him. Yeah. So there's there, there's kind of a team-up element against Pam that makes it a little <laughs> bit harder for Pam versus Jan in this sort of your word versus mine. Uh, yeah.
0: Andy, Andy and Angela are kind of this, like, chaotic neutral force just thrown into this uh, nightmare evening <laughs> that, like... <laughs> like they don't really know they're probably going to play along with Michael or Jan the whole time it's hard to say but Mm -hmm. um yeah uh that I mean that's a great moment that you bring up like and we've talked about it before too but Jan like thinking that Pam and Michael had a relationship before and we've mentioned it before where we think that Michael only may have told Jan that out of like a in the midst of an argument, right? Not, mm-hmm. not really like bragging that he had gotten together with Pam, but maybe Jan was talking about, you know, Hunter one day, and he was like, "Well, you know, Pam and I, blah blah blah, or something." Um, but, uh, but this is something that's got gets brought up a lot in this episode. I mean, um, uh, <laughs> Pam mentioning, like, making a joke at Jim's ex- expense, like one time he helped me with my DVR, and I couldn't. Get audio for a while or something like that, and Michael's like, Well, I'm always just a phone call away. And Jan's like, I bet you are. I bet you are. (laughs) And then and then Michael puts the coat on Pam at one point and Jan looks over. I am so sorry about the temperature in here. It's a really funny story about how the glass sliding glass door broke. You wanna tell it, babe? I don't like that story, babe. (laughs) (laughs) And we see that we see the tarp over the uh, door earlier
2: too. We don't really see right. we don't, they don't really mention it. You guys doing a little yeah, construction? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: um, But of course but, then we learn that Michael ran through a sliding glass door to catch an <laughs> ice cream truck. That's pretty remarkable.
2: <laughs> and all the meanwhile uh, again no dinner happening at, in this episode of we Dinner Party. We got the Oso Buco three hours Bucco, away. Three hour braise and uh, as, as Pam says that's a lot to expect at a dinner party. The, the, you would just be able to eat.
1: The line that I laughed at actually the hardest rewatching this episode um, was when Pam goes up to get wine and, and Jan says, "No, we'll all go girls trip," and then they're in the kitchen. Girls trip, girls trip. <laughs> and Jan closes the oven and just says, "Not even close." <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, ugh, not even close.
1: <laughs> There's no so end goodness. in sight. <laughs> <at it. laughs>
2: Not even close. And then uh, Dwight smartly shows up with his own food. Let's talk F- about Dwight and uh,
0: the woman. Th- yeah, throwing a new surprise a into me. The- That's really right. Ever, we do not her get her name. Um, but she is... Um, her His babysitter. Her name is Beth Grant. Thank you, thank you. I had the page open somewhere here. But her name is Beth Grant. She's a great actress. I mean, what, what's funny is we were just watching... Uh, the speed together the other night, and she's mm-hmm. in that movie. She's she the sure woman is. who tries to, well, not to give anything away, but she dies.
1: <laughs> she's the bus driver.
0: <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. That movie's from what ninety five. She played the bus. Yeah. Um, a, no, I mean she's yeah. a power. She's a powerhouse. She's in a, in a lot of great films. No Country for Old Men. and and uh, and several others but uh, but yeah sure. <laughs> that moment between her and Jim, like i have so many questions for you what's your email address what's email
1: yeah what's your email address the the comedy of, of just the cut to dwight eating by himself with the gigantic glass of wine filled all the way to the top all the way to the top and he just says to himself mm, good turkey leg good turkey leg while no one else is eating they're like in
0: shorter chairs too they (laughs) see
1: yeah they had to pull out a couple extra ones Dwight State just they're talking about beet salad with Angela and Dwight State makes one very innocuous comment it's actually really good (laughs) uh, eh, 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 eh. I know you like beet salad
2: (laughs) oh my gosh I know you love beet salad many times
1: The Dwight-Andy-Angela dynamic is something that, it's not a side plot, but it is something that is folded in uh, within this episode as well. Just have them all in the same room at the same table. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, There is something beautiful, too, about Dwight showing up because, um, you know, Michael tells Dwight in the cold open, like, couples only. And he says it a little bit coldly to him. But when Dwight shows up, Michael is actually so happy. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting to one see. Of, he's like, one of my friends is here. Yeah. Uh, he's like, Jan. you said we didn't have enough wine glasses. Dwight and, brought his own wine glasses. And this tips the scales to and and Michael's favor. Sure. Whatever you want. Yeah. That's what we, snip, exactly. oh we get. Snip, snap, snip. Oh, my God. That, that might be. Yeah, that's one of the. Another great improvised moment. Steve Carell yep. saying snip, snap, snip, snap is an improvised line, which is just you have no idea.
2: Physical timing. Three vasectomies have on a person.
1: Oh, my gosh. Dwight really comes in and acts as a sort of savior in this episode. He's cast aside at the very beginning. And, he, and when he enters, uh, Pam says, yes, she's so excited. Or awesome, I think she says. She's so yeah, excited yeah. to see him. And, uh, yes, Michael responds Purely very carnal. positively That's to having That's all Dwight you need there. to know. Yes. It's the last sort of ingredient that puts Jen over the top and causes that extra ingredient, or that extra uh, argument between them that causes Jan to eventually throw the Dundee at the TV. Uh, mm-hmm. And then at the end, and not to jump to the end, but Dwight is the one who steps in and, and steps up to offer Michael a place to stay.
0: What I was wondering, what I realized, hopes. yeah, that's right. <laughs> when, when, uh, when the police show up and, and Dwight takes uh, uh, Michael home to stay with him, um, of course Michael reaches out to Jan. Um, doesn't want to go home with Dwight first. Uh, but thankfully Jim's house is flooded. Um, well, I, that was, that's For a, first s- he that's on one fire. of those scenes or one of those. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And Pam reminds him, uh, but that's one of those scenes or one of those, uh, like episodes that I would love to see is Michael and Dwight hanging out at the farm after that dinner party. Right. I'm, I was almost like, I, I, I imagine them like in bed together, <laughs> like staying up talking all night like it's a sleepover
1: (laughs) like they do a night out with ryan exactly Mm -hmm. i love michael with his head out the car window (laughs) just a sad puppy (laughs) yeah and then he's fast asleep later (laughs)
0: like Mm -hmm. when they cut to them again and dwight sees uh sees beth grant at the uh bus stop and just keeps driving (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah
1: The way Dwight interacts with the cops is so funny. He steps up and the cop just says, not now, Dwight. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And then all- at the end, he puts his hand... I I seem to misremember this as him putting his hand on Michael's shoulder, but he puts his hand on the cop's shoulder, which I, I love.
0: It's really good. It's Man. great. It's an ongoing joke that all the firefighters and policemen in Scranton seem to know, <laughs> know Dwight and Dwight. are annoyed they, by him. They know
2: him and they've, they've had enough of him already. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: this is one of... Uh, I can think of like three times the cops are inter- interacting with characters from the office. There's like when uh, frame Toby, there's this. Um,
0: uh, the delivery.
1: Yeah, when he puts the siren on his car. Yeah. You can't oh, impersonate the, delivery. the police officer Dwight. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then of course the finale with when they take Creed away. But that's the FBI, ah. so that doesn't count. Mm. Yeah. Not Different the Lackawanna County Sheriff's Department.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. of course though, we're, we, we jumped a little bit over the, the we real over climax yes. of the episode, which is dinner itself. We get the, the Oso is finally ready. Um, after, uh, Michael, uh, well, tells Pam that he's a little worried that Jan <laughs> might've poisoned the food. And then Pam realizes that if, if she was going to poison anyone, it might be Michael's former lover. Um. But we get Michael dipping dipping his fork of buco into the wine. Yeah. yeah. And uh and uh Jan's like, don't do that. You Can know you not gross. do that?
2: It's disgusting. You yeah. know I have soft teeth.
1: How could you say that?
0: And it's just like you oops. Oh man,
2: it's
1: the just, way she does that the like, malice with oops, yes. Oops
2: is like Corella Deville, like Disney villain level evil.
0: No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oof. She's really good.
2: She's so good. And and like They've just been building her up this entire time, and she's just fully – she's not even really trying to pretend to be a good host anymore. She's just – Michael and Jan are just taking shots at each other. No. And, 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 and the way Michael turns that that scene around, and then it, they're bathed in this sort of blue neon light from his St. Paul and Girl sign – it just sets the table for this. Is where this episode is gone. This is where they're all sitting around in silence while this beer sign just buzzes over them.
0: It's bizarre. Yeah, you can like hear it as well as yeah. see it. <laughs> and then, and then of course she stands up and throws the dundee at the plasma screen TV, and we get Michael like that is a two hundred dollars plasma screen TV. <laughs> Good luck paying me back with your zero salary a year plus benefits, babe. And um. And that's the one that she can't take. That's the comment that she can't take, which I think is a, um, is, is a, is exactly, gets to the core of Jan, which is what we know about Jan before this. She's a business woman. That's like all she wants to be. She wants to be taken seriously. She wants to be in charge. She wants to be in control. That's what she's trying to do with this dinner party and she can't get it together. And when he, Reminds her that she's got no job. That's like, that's when she is done. She can't take it anymore. And and even though it, she goes upstairs, she comes back down and she's totally vul- vulnerable at that point. She wants to stop fighting. She wants to apologize, all this stuff. Um, and I just thought that that was, I thought that that was great. I thought that that was the perfect line that he could have said to her the way that it takes her down like that.
1: There's another line that foreshadows that, you know, when uh, they are talking about Michael's repeated and reversed vasectomies, where Jan sort of acquiesces to wanting to have a kid, and Michael says, do you mean it? And (laughs) Jan Jan says under her breath, I hate my life, and walks away. It's very easy to miss. It's very subtle, but yeah. Yeah. Things are not MMO. well in the Scott condo. Mm-hmm. We'll say that. And the other big moment from dinner is Michael's uh the, the exchange between Michael and Jan about the candles and being an artist. They kind of go back and forth with each other. They're passive Well, I'm aggressive. a screenwriter,
0: but you don't yeah. see me bragging about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Their passive aggression becomes just straight out aggression. It, well, it crosses the line.
2: Cuz she says at least he's an artist in reference to Hunter. And Michael mm-hmm. says Bf, it dusted does yeah, up uh, BFD yeah. again. BFD! I'm a screenwriter, and then Jan yells, and I'm a candle maker, but you don't hear me bragging about it. Which oh is yeah, exactly what she's basically doing. No, all you do is get me to try to work on my rich friends for an investment opportunity.
0: <laughs> oh Boy, yeah,
2: I'd love to burn your candles.
0: His, his rich friends, who are his employees, it's just, <laughs> just how Michael sees
2: them, I guess. But he like, oh my gosh, and we do I the- think I think that is the climax of the episode, though. Right? Is when she throws the
1: Dundee. That's. Is that when it peaks? I think it's what—that's what she said. The, <laughs> the perfect combination of anger and self-expression. you hardly my first. Yeah. Yes, I mean, that's
0: what she. You
1: was- burn it, you buy it. He looks at the camera with his arms up, <laughs> and says to the world,
0: "That's what she that, said."
1: And that's when she just has
0: had enough and turns around, and throws the Dundee. Oh my gosh! I know. Well, it's like. I mean, Jan is up against everybody in this episode, isn't she? I mean, Jan versus Michael, Jan versus Pam, Jan versus Dwight, Jan versus everybody's perception of Jan. She doesn't she is just constantly on the defense or or on the attack. Yeah. Even
1: when she rushes out to see Michael talking to the police, she says, Michael, what are you doing to him? Yeah right. <laughs> and you know yeah, she's like
2: after the police now. The show, the show has spent three seasons, you know, telling you what Michael really wants, basically, of like I want to live in a home with a wife and have kids. And ostensibly on the surface, he has everything. And then this episode, just you just get to go inside, and it, it's just you're, it is these two. It's a predator circling their prey. Jan being the predator, and Michael trapped in this house, and neither of them are getting what they want. And. It, the whole, entire time is just this absolute explosion of self-hatred between the two of them. And, <laughs> and then like they be, say, it's like a competition.
0: Right, right. And, and it is like they just – that is what they want, right? They just want normalcy. They want to have a dinner party and show people their home and all this stuff. And it's just like it, – it's yeah, it's tragic. <laughs> I mean, it's a tragic. It's an absolute it's tragedy. It's absolutely tragic. It's really dark.
2: The whole episode's really dark. And the realism with the way they can't stand each other is like done in a way that's that, that's what makes it really cringy to cringy to watch sometimes. Is there's things going on and there's like you watch it and you're like, Oh man, there's I had a fight that was similar or I felt this way about someone before and it, it kind
1: of bubbles up when you watch right. that show. That's what makes it so cringy. I think the candle is the perfect metaphor where they take them into their home and they go into the candle studio. And on the surface, it all looks very beautiful and well done. But the candle room smells terrible. They can mm. smell that everything's not right. And it starts with these There are little candles all over the room. But by the end, it becomes a James bonfire.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, well said. What were, what were some of your other uh, – w- was there any moments in this episode that we didn't talk about? That that uh, that are your Yeah, no.
1: We spent like forty minutes talking about a twenty-minute episode. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I <know>. Pretty good.
0: We're <laughs> breaking rules here.
1: Uh, good. One thing that did not come up, that doesn't come up in the episode, but was written and then was kind of axed, was uh, within the dinner party. There was this sort of side story with uh, something happening to a neighbor's dog. So in the deleted scenes, they talk about how they mentioned at the beginning how somebody had spray painted a swear word on a neighbor's dog while oh, Jan geez. was on neighborhood watching and falling asleep
0: oh, and then gosh.
1: later at the end she says it was me with no prompting and talks about how she spray painted the neighbor's dog and then at the end while the neighbors come out to see what's going on the dog is there with the word blurred out on the side of him oh my goodness
2: um, but oh, the original
1: gosh. sort of way that was written was that uh, somebody hit the dog with their car and that also ended up being Jan and you know it's funny this gives me the perfect opportunity to show you my little script of dinner party that I have
0: Oh my God! What? What? How do you have that?
1: What is it's, that? It Where'd came with the. D- it came with the DVD when I bought it. Oh my god. I've gosh. had it forever, and I dug it's, it up. It's little. It's, yeah, it's tiny, but like you <laughs> can see, it has all the stage directions and stuff. And oh, dude, the, the original cold open that's written in here is the where Michael gets gum in his hair, and Dwight puts peanut butter in it. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of little extra stuff that doesn't make it into the episode order that leaded seeds, but yeah, this fo- I, I've had this forever. There's like a coffee stain on the bottom. Like, it's just, I've just kept it with me all these years. But oh my god! It's the little did I know it was all leading up to this moment. Oh, that's, that's amazing! Beautiful. Oh, nice. so
2: cool! Nice one. There's yeah. one.
1: I mean, one thing. That I want th- one last moment to
2: talk about is the end when we see Jan gluing back together uh, or gluing the Dundee back together. That it's part's kind of a weird end cause, sad. Because so many things have, have happened and we're left with a little bit of hope for Jan at the end. A little bit that, okay, she's maybe maybe she's sobered up a bit or calmed down and she's like, wants to make things right. Nothing really happens. We don't really see much happen with that. Right? There, no, because they're done
0: after this episode, pretty much.
1: There, there are a number of moments at the end of this episode that sort of help redeem is the wrong word, but it kind of helps bring it back into a positive direction. Jan showing that little bit of um, I guess you would call it remorse by trying to fix the Dundee. Dwight stepping up to give Michael a place to stay. The sort of the humor that Jim and Pam kind of find together. Uh, she stole, really the yeah, stole the CD. Pam stole the CD. There's a warmth to it at the end of that episode that helps kind of. When um, Angela smashes yeah. the
0: ice cream cone on the side of the car, it just <laughs> leaves you with a warm, fuzzy feeling. Hope for their relationship. You wonder
2: like if they did this episode in the BBC office, it would just end with the police escorting Michael away and mm-hmm. really dark. And it would just go to credits and it'd just be like, oh, my God, that was so terrible. becomes <laughs> you, my love? Yeah.
0: I do love the part where the poli- he's talking to the police officer and and uh, he's like uh, – the police officer is like, well, do you want to press charges? Or he's like, a girl- my girlfriend threw a Dundee at my plasma screen TV. Uh, at my t- <laughs> no, he goes,
2: she, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> like, you my want girlfriend press- th- threw a Dundee at my TV. Plasma. <laughs> he qualifies
0: TV. <laughs> Well, do you want to press charges? Oh, God, will she get in trouble? She'd be charged. <laughs> the guy, the expression that that guy makes when he says Michael that. Michael uh, says, no, I'll take the fall. I did <laughs> yeah, it. like, He just assumes like, that someone has to get arrested. You just be him. a little
1: quieter. You <laughs> can just do that, yeah.
0: Oh, gosh. Yeah.
1: The other little moment I love is uh, when Michael points out the little table that he's made. Yeah, North, he says, pine or Nordic it's either, cherry. It's either pine or Nordic cherry, <laughs> <laughs> and uh,
0: and and Jim says like like oh man no I love this stuff and like and, or he, or and no, Jan looks at him and he like, says he's just uh, like, really <laughs> like yeah he says I'm just no good with this kind of
2: stuff you know yeah and and it, and almost Jan's like it almost impresses Jan of like oh my Jim like Michael's know how to impressing build this? Jim yeah.
0: oh <laughs> yeah it's just like no he's just
1: talking <laughs> there's an <laughs> There's another line from, I want to say it's the deposition, where uh, Jan says, you know, people don't give Michael enough credit. There are many things that he's above average at. Ice skating, for one. (laughs) He's a very very good ice ice skater.
0: (laughs) I mean that's a, that's another thing that we just maybe haven't mentioned yet is that the, the episode before this is the deposition and we get the, like the final moment of that episode is Jan being like this will all work out and I'll stay home and I'll wear sweatpants and I'll wait for you to come home at five o'clock <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> like we and then we and then really when this aired you know then we didn't get to see them for four months I mean now when you watch it on Netflix it's back to back but um, so it did kind of feel like. Uh, like uh, gosh they there, she's there, just been going a more lot and of, more crazy yeah, this whole time
2: there was a mm-hmm. lot of dirty laundry they had to air out over four mm. months that had been building in that house and it's it's hard to see it's like for this episode's so great of putting Michael in that role where he's obviously such an inappropriate bad and and terrible boss most of the time but for some reason we still feel endeared to him and this whole episode is Jan just kind of beating him up and kind of bullying Michael. And it just does such a good job of being like, Michael has, he's so harmless, even though he's completely obnoxious and he's completely reckless. Well, he's not yeah. really that harmless. And Jan is a truly harmful person. This is what a really harmful person looks like and putting them in stark contrast. And Michael is just the baby. And it, right. it that's how the entire episode plays out. Mm-hmm. I
1: think, One of the differences is that within the context of this dinner party, Michael cares about everyone who's attending the dinner party, including Mm -hmm. Dwight. And on the flip side, Jan doesn't really care about anyone who's attending.
0: Not at all. No. She doesn't
1: really hold them in high regard or want to be friends with them in any sort of meaningful way. It's part of her living out this domestic scenario that they've created together, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe well-intentioned, but clearly not uh, (laughs) in anyone's best interest. She wants
0: investment in Serenity by mm -hmm. Jan. I mean, it's like, it's like when, it's like when, uh, Michael's, uh, where they're talking about, uh, the Dundees or the trophies and he's like, well, Jan, you're the only trophy I'll ever need, babe. Aww, she, oh, Aw. <laughs> she loves that. It's like, well, this is, I guess this is what the image that she's trying to recreate for herself. And, uh, and, uh, it, it, I don't know if it, I don't think it worked out. <laughs> well, um, it, any,
2: any final thoughts? I have one thing, and this was on – I posted this on Twitter, and it was a statement. I said, let's be clear about one thing. Dinner party is the funniest episode of The Office, not the best. Yeah. And that got a lot of divisive – a lot of people had strong opinions on that. Someone posted just the gif of Michael Mm. going, don't like that at all. Uh, (laughs) And other other people were posting like the thank you. So mm-hmm. we had, we got a whole like pretty divided response seemed, oh, to that. Cool. How, so mm-hmm. now that we've talked about it, do you guys agree with my that is what I believe. Do you guys agree with that?
1: I think that ugh. it's a strong contender. It's <laughs> for me it it's goes it's the funniest. It goes
0: deeper than Not funny. The best. It, for me it yeah. goes deeper than funny. I think that I mean I think that I look at Dinner Party and the things that stand out to me are the character development of Jan and the relationship between Jan and Michael and just how, how well constructed it is and how we've kind of watched it build to this um, breaking point. Uh, and uh, while while the, the jokes are hilarious and everything, it's like the, the strategies that all the characters are using against each other is, is really like, I mean, it is what I love about The Office. It is it is definitely what I love about The
1: Office. It's, the other, the other funny thing is that it's easily, it's easily one of the funniest and it's easily one of the best, but I can see how you wouldn't necessarily call it the best because there are other episodes that maybe stand out in, in different ways. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think, I kind of think Stress Relief is the funniest episode. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. here's the thing, mm-hmm. that has the advantage of being t- a two-parter with the fire at the beginning and the roast at the end. Right. With Michael feeding birds whole slices of bread somewhere in the middle, so it's a different. <laughs> if it's a difficult thing to pit against each other, but I, I think, yeah, I, it's 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 a, it's such a fun thing to think about.
0: Yeah. I will say that I think it has the strongest performances. I think it is the mm-hmm. episode with the strongest performances, especially from Melora Hardin, but also I mean just just the dynamic between her and Steve Carell, and um, you know uh, the st- yeah.
2: Yeah, it's just, there's just not enough Dwight in it to be the best. <laughs> that's that, a good point. That's, that's as simple as I can make <laughs> that's it. That's a good point. It's not enough Dwight. Yeah, but
1: that's let awesome. us know how you feel about that, if, yeah. about that statement. Send us uh, different memes. <laughs> your <Absolutely laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: That's on you our Twitter. Go, go find yeah. that
0: tweet and leave us, a, leave us a reaction. You can just send us the subject line, my reaction to dinner party, and then in just an attached GIF. That, mm-hmm. That's enough. It's well, the funniest, um, not the best. Um, oh, my gosh. Well, Dinner Party, obviously one of the most iconic episodes of all time. Yes. Um, I think that uh, we'll, we're never going to stop talking about it on this show. We'll continue to reference it and all this stuff. But uh, I love deep diving with you guys on that one. Uh, but let us uh, it's time for a little conference room.
2: Okay, everybody, listen up. If you are not in that conference room in two minutes, I am going
1: to kill you. Okay, so for this week's conference room segment, we are going to talk about something that just happened the other day. It was a uh, mini office reunion courtesy of John Krasinski and the Some Good News program. Um, he, while on the show, they, uh, held a, a a virtual wedding for this nice couple. And, uh, in the end, uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, uh, (laughs) they, they bring in everyone from the cast and they play, uh, Forever by Chris Brown and they all do that. They all do the dance together. Um, and it's a moment that kind of picked up a lot of traffic online and uh, it's the closest thing we've had to an office reunion, especially that it included Steve Carell, um, within the last few years. So, uh, I just kind of wanted to talk about it. How did you guys feel? Did you like it? I mean, yeah, it's amazing that
0: everybody. I think. I think the only two people who aren't in it are Toby and um, Stanley. I Stanley, Stanley, yeah, and Daryl. Oh, and no, Daryl. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, we've even got no Aaron. Jan, no, Nate. No, no yeah, well, I mean, he was, he okay. <laughs> okay. <no Gabe. laughs> yeah. no, Hank no. was in there.
1: Pump yeah. the brakes. Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay. But uh, no, Joe Bennett. <laughs>
1: Anyway, you, what, anyway 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 I, uh, what I, thought, I, really, yeah. I really appreciated this I thought it yeah. was uh, Really nice Very sweet Very nice for that couple They do the whole nice dance thing.
0: To the Chris Brown yeah.
2: Song Most that... of them do the moves They did down the aisle In some mm-hmm. form too uh, Certainly yeah, Oscar was doing his... his weird Geometrical dance mm-hmm. uh, Andy Kind of doing the back shuffle A little gnar dog shuffle Dwight with the uh, kick Dwight with the full kick yeah. kicking his
0: his rain Wilson kicking his own wife in the face, um, yep. not Isabel like it is in uh right in yeah. uh well yeah Niagara. what if you, what if you
2: gotten that actress to come over just for that scene to br- breaking quarantine <laughs> he would have been kick her in the face
0: he would have been publicly shamed for that for sure Um,
2: but <laughs> it's just oh. that song that scene of all the ones we could have an office
0: reunion for yeah. it had to be that one, of course uh. I understand why they did this. I oh, here we go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> pre- it's it. your let,
0: pitchforks. <laughs> let me let me preface let me preface with what what I'm about to say. Okay. Yeah. Because I after I saw the video, I, I saw it on Reddit, on a Dunder Mifflin subreddit, I think is what it's called. But um, I had I sat there and I read through the comments, and nobody agreed with me on this okay (laughs) so before i say it i know that this is an unpopular opinion but even when they did this dance the first time on the office okay it wasn't wasn't, like this is not that good of a song by preach preach by chris brown preach preach chris brown like (laughs) who is not a good person and it's not a good scene it's not a good song but where and yeah. then, and then it's like it was it was it's not uniquely the office, right? This is actually something that some oh, other yes. very clever people came up with, and they did it at their wedding, and then the the joke in the office is that they just copied it, but yes, but the people producing the office just copied it, <laughs> mm-hmm. so I've never been okay with this scene, and I I will skip it when rewatching Niagara. And um you know, I just think I I'm I would have taken no reunion <laughs> over it in my mind I just wanna kind of like move on from it. I mean what I mean just as an alternative, right? I know that this would have been harder to do, but what if we had Written as b j Novak and Mindy Kaling write a script for one comp- one zoom conference room that Michael is leading, or something like that that we go back in time before the as if as if he never moved to Colorado as if nothing ever happened like we've kind of talked about before the reunion that that I might like to see is is kind of just pretending it's like an alternate universe we're still at Dunder Mifflin Scranton, but you know they have to zoom call for a coronavirus quarantine or something like that. Um, I mean, parks and rec pro. I mean, I got I, I haven't watched it, but parks and rec did a scripted zoom reunion. Um, I, I
2: didn't see the parks and rec one.
0: I haven't watched it. I, I was nervous to watch it, but now after seeing the Office one, <laughs> I <don't think> I, <laughs> I it's it's <laughs> nice to see the whole. It's nice out. to see
2: the cast in one place. Um, in, in in some ways, it just was an upsetting reminder of what what will never be again. You know, but see, you you didn't care for it either. No, no, I didn't mind it. I I feel pretty neutral about it. I was like, oh, that's cute. Like, it, it, honestly, at the end of the day, it's a really awesome thing they did for that couple, and that yeah. makes it great. You know, as far as a separate piece of like office, uh, office canon, it's like this reunion or them doing that scene of all that's like, oh, we're coming back to reunion. We're going to do Michael and Holly's proposal again. I'd be like, oh, are you kidding me? Any other scene? Can we redo, please? Mm. So I feel See, that way, I'm, too.
1: With I'm glad. With she- oh, sorry. No, that's it. I'm I'm glad you came into neutral because I'm pro. I really liked it. I thought it was great. I mean, I think the song is fine. I mean, I'm not going to defend Chris Brown or anything, but I thought <laughs> the moment was nice. Like, uh, yeah. and I enjoyed it when it happened. And you know what? I thought it was the perfect amount of reunion because if we're being honest, it's probably the most we're ever going to get. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's true. I I don't think. I mean, it's fun to think about what a scripted sort of Zoom thing would feel like in a vacuum. But the way that The Office ended with sending off all the characters, it doesn't really make it seem like it's that possible because you'd have to stitch together all the continuity and like put it all Mm -hmm. back together. And I actually kind of felt like when I was watching it, it was like, it's clear that these are just, you know, these are celebrities stepping back in for a moment, yeah. uh, and it only needed to be a minute long. I don't think it needed to be any longer. I think it's, it's funny because when you watch it on YouTube, one thing I will say is if, when you watch it on YouTube, they do a great job of cutting between characters, mm-hmm. just like, like they do in the montage in the, in the episode. But if you were on Gallery View in Zoom, and you were just watching them all do that for like two minutes, like it, would be, it would be kind of strange. Yeah. And and not to mention that it doesn't
0: seem like it actually was done as a Zoom meeting, right? I mean, it's like the the way that the the I think that these I think these these shot I I, uh, they the couple was watching it live, but um, I think they filmed these segments separately, right? It wasn't all happening live for them.
1: Um, Yeah, you know, just kill the magic. That's (laughs) cool. Sorry, don't (laughs) kill the magic. I mean, the thing is, no, no, no. Everybody, look, no, hey. I don't want to do that. I don't want to kill the
0: magic. All right, As, no, and, and really for fine. me, I get a kick out of talk. To- I get a kick out of talking crap it's, sometimes. So. Of course, <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to be rude, but because yeah. because I'm gonna tell you something too. For for even like even though in my mind I was like, oh god, here we go. I w- I had ear to ear smile when I was watching this on the toilet yes. this morning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's why you didn't um, like it. Just thinking about how I was gonna rip into it on this podcast.
1: <laughs> Look, I mean, I think the other thing too is that we're, we're members of you know, different office like fan groups on social media. Right. And it's, it can be kind of tough to watch the comments and people tend to shoot other people down around what their opinions are and that kind of thing. And I think Stupid. one thing that I like about this show or what are our conversations, because we're, you know, we're all friends, is that like, I, I love that you can have that opinion and people will agree or disagree. I will kind of lean towards the more positive side because I know that you might, you know, have that contradicting opinion. So we can kind of talk about it uh, if I, there is in the middle, you know. So uh, don't be afraid to, you know. Yeah. Uh, Believe you in yourself. It was
0: nice seeing everybody again. Steve Carell somehow gets hotter and hotter. And, uh, and uh, man, Oscar Duna is 61 years old, man. He's looking great, too. Wow. Um, liked, I like just peering Kate at Kate Flannery uh, looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. She's I'm, coming off dancing everybody with the stars. Yeah.
2: I liked just little glimpses of everyone's houses. Just like, oh, wow. Like Oscar's got a great little vista on that patio. I'm liking yeah. that. Ed Helms um, has a lot of hair right now. A yeah. lot of hair right now. Very
0: different uh, quarantine haircut from mine. Wayne
2: Wilson's got a great kitchen. Yeah, yeah. it was nice to <laughs> see little stuff. Uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's like they didn't do this to make an office reunion, they did it to do a cute thing for a couple. Right. You know, that's it if right. they were gonna if they said hey this is the office reunion here it is then it would be like oh that okay fine whatever but it was as far as within the context of sgn and the cast doing something nice for someone in this day and age right now it was it was pretty awesome i thought
0: it was cool it was cool of them to do it and it was it was a fun little treat to to wake up to sure was um so uh let's move on that was cool yeah yeah sean what's next some trivia Let's just do our thing, collect our
2: hardware and get the hell home. All right guys, I made trivia for this week. I just uh I just grabbed trivia from season random trivia from season 5. Perfect. No real always, theme to I'm, it. I love random trivia, it's my favorite. Just jumping around. Um so let's dive right into this here from from Baby Shower, from The Cold Open and The Watermelon Birth. Uh fill in the blank on this quote from Dwight Babies are one of my many areas of expertise. Growing up, I blank. I was one. No? Good guess, though. Babies okay. are one of my
1: expertise. Babies are one of my up. many
2: areas of expertise. Growing up, <coughs> comma, I performed.
1: Oh, blank. my own, circ- my own yes. circumcision? Yes, <laughs> wow. my own oh, oh, circumcision.
2: I oh, like oh, Very good. Uh, also from Baby Shower. When Pam is telling Jim all about her art school classmates over the phone and he can't follow along, what is the wrong name that Jim thinks is the teaching assistant in Pam's class? Sarah Kaya in Excellent, very and good. And then at the end, Dwight's <laughs> like, Dwight's who's Sarah Kaya I've always thought that would be a great trivia team <laughs> that's name. A, that's a deep one. A <laughs> deep one. Who's Sarah, uh, Sarah Kaya uh, From Stacy's lectu- a boy. <laughs> yes. No, Stacy's a boy. <laughs> she could get arrested. Uh, from Lecture Circuit, Part 2. When Angela, Oscar, Kevin, and Meredith are watching Angela's cats on her webcam. Which cat is humping Princess Lady? No, Mr. Ash. Mr. Ash! Yes, very oh, good. Wow. Also from Lecture Circuit Part 2, we see Pam use five mnemonic devices for the Nashua branch staff members after Michael melts down and she takes over. What are those five names we hear?
0: Uh, Holly's boyfriend's one.
2: Yes. Uh, Katie penguin. Lang. Katie Lang, yes. Penguin. Penguin, yes. I... <laughs>
1: I, I I can't think. of those I don't know or. what
2: the other two are. One of them is Blazer, oh. and the other is Freckles. Okay. Blazer, Freckles, That's Penguin, tough. pretty, pretty much Molly's boyfriend. Yeah.
1: Where are you? Sorry. <laughs>
2: Miss Click. <laughs> Miss Click. Uh, from Blood Drive. What's Bob Vance's high score in bowling? He says, raise your hand here. Anyone who's bowled over two eighty? Two eighty. Yes, on the Woo! nose. Nice. But also, anyone
0: who's bowled bulldo- under, under 70. Uh, yeah, that's right. You, you love, to bring love up that, up one that one time. That one time. <laughs> and the winner. And the winner. And the winner.
2: <laughs> 1,000.
1: <000.
2: laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to make some pop dance uh, drops. Yeah. Uh, another fill in the blank, also from Blood Drive. From Kevin. My worst breakup was with Stacy. It was a Sunday morning. We were reading the paper, and I said,
1: mm-hmm. I, I think th- the Eagles might win the AFC East. Clench, clench, Oh, clinch.
2: No. Oh, Close. oh, my God. I think the Eagles could clinch the NFC East. Oh, the <laughs>
1: NFC East. Yeah, that's wow. Right. That's, Got embarrassing. The division wrong. that's embarrassing. That's okay. <laughs> embarrassing.
2: It's okay. It's uh, okay. From Heavy Competition.
0: And she said, we're done. We're done. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> from heavy competition, Dwight compares Michael's reign as manager to four different historical eras and places. Can you name what those are?
1: What episode is it? I'm this sorry. is from
2: heavy competition. He says, "When Michael was in charge, this place was like the blank." And he the gives Wild f- Wild West. Wild West is one of them.
1: Uh, it was like, oh, it's like. Think big pre-war, old pre-war empires. Russia. Pre-war Russia or something like close, that. Close, close. Czars or something like that.
2: Bo- biggest empire in history.
1: Ottoman Empire. The Roman the Empire. British Empire. Yeah. The Roman Empire. <laughs> the show Empire. This place is like the Roman
2: Empire and the Wild West and war-torn Poland.
1: War-torn and, Poland.
2: He says, and war-torn Poland and Poland. So, <laughs> 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 uh, all right. Last question here from Cafe Disco. What kind of oil does Dwight use to treat Phyllis's back pain?
1: Um,
2: It's from an animal.
1: The oil of an otter. Goose yes. grease. Yes,
2: from the gland of an otter. Yeah. Very good. And she I says, said goose I grease. can't lay here for an
0: hour. Whoa,
2: whoa,
0: whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the, open,
1: the the way he feeds that carrot to her open the palm. open palm. <laughs> that... <laughs> They said Diamond Dancer would never <laughs> race again.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you, Rattlers Alex. are much scary.
1: I don't mind the
2: rattle. I find them soothing. It's just the <laughs> conversation they're having. About this.
0: <laughs> oh, That's you guys, it. That's it. thank you, Alex, for that excellent trivia. Sure. And thank you all for listening. Please send us your questions and your comments. We want to hear your opinions on dinner party. The phone number is 503-694-9314. You can call us and leave us a message. We'd like to play them on the show. You can email us, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook and Instagram, Michael Scott Podcast Company. We're on Twitter at Pod, And we have a website, MichaelScottPod.com. Special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who helps us with our social media and does our all our artwork. And this episode was recorded in our various homes in Portland, Oregon.
1: say it every time Thank you so much for listening We love and appreciate Every single one of you Please remember to Rate and review the show Uh, Helps us help people Find the show Uh, And above all You know Stay safe uh, Take care Be well Pippity poppy Give me the zombie Yes Yes, sir. sir